Hello, everybody. So I just wanted to say a quick door to on Parshas MR. So it says by the Mikalel, the person who cursed to Hashem. So it says, Vayetze, this is in the end of the parasha of Chav Dalet Yud. Vayetze ben Ish, Isha Yisraelis, who ben Ish Mitzri, dot, dot, dot. So basically this man went out and he cursed. He had a fight and he ended up cursing Hashem. So the question is, what do you mean he went out? Where did he go out? Right? Went out from where? So... There's a few shots that we brought down in Rashi. I just want to take up one of them. So, so Brachia says he went after the previous parsha. Previous parsha was about the lechem Afanim, that every week, every Shabbos, they would set up breads, twelve breads on the on the shochan, and the next week they basically replace them, and the twelve breads would be eaten by the kohanim. And uh, there's you put the little frankincense, a spoon of frankincense on the mizbeach, and the kohanim would eat the rest of them. And you change it every week. So it says, this Mikalo went out from that parsha. <clears throat> what does it say? It says, Lig Lig Vomer. He like scorned, scoffed. And he said, on Shabbos, you set them? He says, it's a way of a king to eat fresh bread each and every day. Does he eat cold bread of nine days old? Right? Because it says from the nine days, means if you count from that day, I think they said they baked it on a Friday. So then like the next Friday is the eighth day and they changed their name on the next Shabbos. So it's like the ninth day. So they, they eat the bread that says uh, on the ninth day. So, so he says the way of a king is to eat fresh bread, not to eat nine-day-old bread. So um, so that's what he scoffed. And he, um, you know, he went on and he ended up cursing. So so I, I want to ignore the, the whole story about the Mikalo and what has to do with his cursing and all that. I actually hope to give a share about that next week on Tuesday. We'll see. But uh, I just want to tell you, so what is the answer to this question? I mean, what's his question? It seems like he's raising a good point, is that why is it that the lechem him is really eaten after nine days? It seems to be, on the ninth day, it does seem to be a little strange. You'd think it would be fresh bread. So you take bread, you bake them, and you leave them there for nine days, and they're not used, they're not eaten until the ninth day. It's true, he's saying the way of a king is to have uh, fresh bread. So... I was thinking as it follows, is that, see, it's interesting, if you look carefully, he says, it's the way of a king to eat fresh bread, but here, not the ninth day, but if you look at it, it's not true, because the king isn't eating the bread, right, by the king, it's the king who eats the bread, right, or at least in his palace, he eats it, his servants eat it, whatever, they have fresh bread, and they all want to eat it fresh, but first of all, it's not the king, Hashem's the king, Hashem's not the one eating the bread, in fact, None of the bread goes even on the mezbeach. I mean, you put the little frankincense on top of the mezbeach, but the bread itself is not eaten. The bread itself is given. It's not eaten by God, so to speak. It's brought, uh, it's given to the Kohanim, and they eat it. So first of all, that's a mistake. He seems to be looking at it, equating the human king and, uh, um, you know, and God. But anyways, the case point is still valid, is that why are you having it that the Kohanim eat it on ninth and ninth day? It still seems to be strange. You'd think you'd have fresh bread, you'd think you'd replace it. So, so maybe it's trying to show specifically. The question is, see, what is the idea of having lacham upon it? So, um, I don't know, the idea, but perhaps one idea is, see, you have in the Mikdash. The Mikdash is, so to speak, God's home. And in God's home, right, it's a bias for Hashem, and you have bread. Bread on the Shulchan, right, you have a menorah, you have a bread. So it almost 
seems like one might get the idea that God is eating the bread. Like seemingly this Mikalal did get, right? Which is the wrong idea. So, but that's not the idea. The idea is not to say that Hashem eats bread. Rather, it's to say Hashem is the source of bread, source of sustenance. Bread is like a man lives on bread. And it's trying to teach us, if you want bread, go to the Mikdash, go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of bread. And that, that's how you get bread. That's how you get wealth, ultimately, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's reminding us that Hashem is the source of the bread. So the idea is, is like the kiyam of the bread is not really in the eating of the bread, but in the display of the bread. The fact that in the Mikdash, there is this nice bread, which is displayed, and people can look at it and people will think about well, I don't know how many people see it, but so you know it's there and it's displayed and it expresses the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of the bread. So maybe specifically, if you would take the bread off and give it on the Mizbeach, or take it and get fresh bread all the time, one might get the wrong idea, the idolatrous idea. Maybe the idea that this mitzri, this Manish mitzri was used to, like an idolatrous idea of gods, where it's if you're feeding the bread to the gods. So we specifically have it that it's not the normal way. It's not we're not getting fresh bread every day. God doesn't care. He's not eating the bread anyways, and we don't have to follow the normal pattern. Specifically, breaking from the normal palace. The normal palace is always getting fresh bread. On the contrary, for us the kiyum is just to have the bread there and displayed, and we're not always replacing. We're not always changing it. In a certain sense, we could just if even if it was never eaten, we could just you know you just express that idea. Now it seems that you want to leave the bread there. You want to change it. You want the client to be involved in the bread and exchanging it. And maybe the bread doesn't last forever. So it lasts nine days. And maybe there was, I know there was a thing that they they separated the bread so they wouldn't spoil. Maybe there was some sort of an ace. I seem to remember Chazal, but I couldn't find it right now. Some sort of an ace that the bread didn't go bad. But it seems like the idea was is that, again, the Kohanim did end up eating it. And part of the idea of the Kohanim eating it is expressing the idea is that, look, this is the bread of Hashem. And Hashem gives bread but designated to Hashem, not Hashem's bread, but designated to make us think about Hashem. And who gets to eat his bread, so to speak, is his Kohanim. Those who serve him, those who teach people about his name and his existence are people who end up getting the benefit of having bread and of having the wealth and having the um, Parnassah. So the Kohanim get eating it. It's Hashem, so to speak, gives the Kohanim his bread. He doesn't eat the, he doesn't eat the bread. On the contrary, he gives his bread to the people who recognize him and teach about him. So the idea is having this bread here and having it that it's not eaten every day and it breaks the model from what this mitzri, the Enish mitzri might have been used to, helps direct us towards the idea of the focus, that the essence is that recognition of Hashem is the source of bread. And so far as we do so, then we'll be zochah to be able to have the bread. Okay, so that's like one little part of this parsha. Again, as I said, I'd like to give a share next week about how this fits into the Makala, what was Makala's mistake, why was he cursing, there's some other Rashi's about the Makalo, but this is just for starters. Okay, have a good job.